Hello, welcome to the Radical Audacity podcast. I have a question for you today. Have you ever been told that you are too much? Maybe you are told you're too loud, too emotional, too noisy, too busy, too shy, too quiet, too involved, too passionate, too curious. Have you ever been told that you are too much? How did that make you feel? Did it make you feel shame? Did it make you feel like, oh goodness, do I need to change who I am? Or did it make you feel like, thank you. Thank you for noticing that I am too much. Today's guest is Jodi Riddick. She is the be too much coach. And I think you guys are going to absolutely love her. As you know, I have a personal story of being told that I was too passionate. And that is why I got looked over for a promotion. And being told I was too passionate propelled me on a self-discovery path that brought me to creating this podcast and becoming the Heck Yes Coach. Because ladies and gentlemen, Heck Yes, I am too much. I am too passionate and I'm not going to dim my light for anybody. So you can imagine when I came across Jodi Riddick and her be too much, I thought this woman is my kindred spirit and I need to talk to her and I need to do more things with her. I am so excited for you guys to meet her today. Jody Riddick is a marketing maven, a mindset coach, a speaker, a writer, a business strategist. She is launching a podcast called Fun First, all about how female entrepreneurs can build their businesses while also having fun. She teaches women in business to get noticed, get results, and in her own words, make a shit ton of money, which heck yes, I'd love to do that too. She believes every woman should be too much. They should build the business of their dreams and they should do it in the way that works for them. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. So listeners, Definitely tune in for today's episode so you can embrace your being too much. Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. On this podcast, you are going to meet people that walk their own path, live life on their own terms, let go of other people's rules and expectations and the shoulds in life, and instead live life in their own truth, integrity, and authenticity. This podcast will give you the inspiration you need to live your own radically audacious life. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this exciting episode with a special guest today, Jodi Riddick. You guys are going to love her. As I told you in the intro, she is a really special lady. I think what I love the most about Jodi is the way she goes about life fearless, fearlessly. She just really embodies being a strong woman, doing her thing. And I know you guys are going to be inspired by her. Jody, welcome, welcome, welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me. I am absolutely thrilled to be here. Yay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jody, we met do, doing an uh, entrepreneurial course, and yes. um, I've just been inspired by you from day one. I love your spirit. I love your joy. I love your enthusiasm. And I know that my listeners are going to fall in love with you as well. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about about how you got to this place where you live so joyfully, boldly, fearlessly as you. Okay, this is interesting, right? Because most of the time you get to this place of bigness by having to work through your smallness. And I think that definitely, <sighs> yes. yeah, right? Like yes. That definitely stands for me too. So I have been an entrepreneur. I have worked in corporate America. Um, I started my first company when I was in my 20s. And I was living what was, quote, the life, right? I had the house. I actually had horses. I had dogs. I had was running my own company. Like, literally, from the outside, everybody was like, wow, she did it in her 20s. But I was miserable. I, I just was like, what is happening? Why does this not feel the way that I thought it was going to? Mm -hmm. In my head, I kept feeling like it's supposed to be more than this, like this. And I literally would wake up and say to myself, there's got to be more than this. Like I have the life, but I just feel like I missed something. And that took me on a whole journey of, okay, if this is what I've been sold, this is what society, everyone is telling me I should do. This is how I should live my life. This is what it should look like. And it doesn't fit. It's really not working for me. Then what does? Mm. And I really had to build trust with myself. I really had to get serious with myself and ask if what they're telling you is not working, then you need to look inside and you need to really examine what is going to make you happy. And you need to do that. And you also need to prepare yourself that there are going to be people along the way who will not understand it mm -hmm. and will definitely have an opinion about it. And you need to be okay with that. This is your life. You need to do it your way. And I always felt like I was a pioneer anyway. The typical things that everybody wanted, they were never on my life wish list. I never wanted to get married. I never wanted to have kids. Right out of college, I thought, yep, want to run my own business. Just it was how my brain, how my essence worked. Mm -hmm. And I really had to work through okay, how do I bring all of that to life and not lose myself? Hmm. That was the trick. And that's what brought me here today. Today, I teach women how to be too much, right? Oh, I love that. I, I don't want you, I don't want you to be, you know, just a little much, you know, just an, <laughs> an okay amount of much or just some much. No, I want you to be too damn much. I want you to go all the way there and then some with your personality, who you are, your voice, all of that. Because to me, your too muchness, that is your superpower. That is what is going to make your life incredible. Oh my goodness, Jody. Okay. 
listeners, I think you know why I love Jody and <laughs> why I had to have her on. So Jody is the be too much coach and I'm the heck yes coach. And I feel like this is a symbiotic relationship because yes. we both feel this passionate way of, you know, like just you've got to live life, even if people don't understand the path mm-hmm. you're on or the way you're living, it has to feel joyful and invigorating to you. I want to ask you, you talked about having to prepare yourself for people mm-hmm. that don't understand and being okay with that. That's not easy to do. And I think living the radical audacity life, living the be too much life, like you have to be okay with people not understanding you. So how did you do that for yourself? Okay, I'm going to come at this two different ways, right? So there's the inner work that you have to do for yourself, for yourself, on yourself. So I'm a big, big advocate of journaling, really writing things through, working it out in my mind. There's that side of it, but then there's also the side of, okay, you are, going to get wobbly and wobbly needs to be normalized. Mm. Our lives are never without insecurity. You know, they're never without getting knocked down. There's, listen, there's, you're never without people having an opinion, expressing it (laughs) without you asking and you getting your feelings hurt. That still happens today, right? Like that's just kind of part of the process, but I had to really center myself so that when people share those opinions and those perspectives and all of that, that didn't work for me, that I heard it. And I know that for some people, they're saying it out of love or they're saying it out of their own fear, whatever it is. But I know that it's not, it's not in my DNA. It's not in my essence. Mm. I'm not internalizing it. I'm not taking it in. And then eventually you get to the point where you just realize, okay, bottom line is I'm just simply not available for that. Oh, mic drop. I love that. I love your passion, Jody. <laughs> same, same, same to you. You know this. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love the wobbly and insecurity needs to be normalized. Like it, it when when you are doing the thing that is true and authentic to you, you're often on an unbeaten path and it's it's going to be a little rocky. It's going to be a little wobbly and that's okay, right? That's, that's okay. okay. And it may be a lot wobbly, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is where we get stuck. And, and I know I definitely did this. I think it's really great to make the mistakes and get the lesson, right? Because Mm -hmm. to me, like when you get the lesson, that's when you start building the trust. You can get on the other side of a mistake and it could be a really big one. Like you're like, oh God, I really fucked up, right? (laughs) But you come out of it thinking, oh, but I know myself so much better that, and you can be proud of yourself. That woman who took that chance and that risk She's amazing, right? She's a risk taker. She's making CEO moves. You need to trust her and learn from the lesson. The problem becomes, though, we get stuck in the shame and the judgment. Mm-hmm. I, like when I when I ended, I mean, I basically I'll just say like I imploded my first business because I just was 
couldn't stand it and didn't know how to get out of it, right? And I bullied myself and made mm. myself pay the price for years. That's the only reason I hadn't started another company right away because I could not get past the judgment. I just beat myself up. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? You could have done this differently, all of that. You know what? If I had put all of that down, I would have gotten the lessons so much faster. Mm -hmm. And then I would have I would have been able to see myself on the other side of the mistake or the failure or whatever you want to call it, the lesson. And I would have, hopefully I would have been able to embrace her more and quicker and earlier. It wouldn't have taken me years to figure it out. Oh my God. I, I got chills when you were talking about loving her and yes. And being proud of her and saying, wow, look what she learned from this lesson and look at the courage she had to do this. That, oh, I got chills. Thank you, Jody. Because sometimes we forget, it's easy to look back and say, why didn't I, why didn't I? But when you were doing it, you were new. You were a complete mm -hmm. newbie. You had no idea what you were doing. But we forget that, right? And then we slap all sorts of judgment on top of it. Like, you you should have known better. No, actually, you should not have and you would not have. And you just need to separate from that and take the lesson. And that lesson is so well-earned. You are never, more than likely, you well are never going to have to repeat that lesson again. Mm -hmm. You're going to have it with you for the rest of your life. You are going to be a boss ass CEO now because you <laughs> learn things. You know, you learn things the yes. hard way. You got it. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love it. I you, you're making me think I, I I'm on this right now because I, I watched the 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 show and the special. It's the dropout where yeah. Elizabeth Holmes starts her own company. Yeah. She made a ton of mistakes. She made a ton of mistakes. But oh my God, she would be somebody fascinating to talk to because she had the drive. She got all this funding. She got all these people behind her. And yes, she made mistake after mistake and ended up, you know, kind of doing a criminal act, but, or not kind of, she did. <laughs> but... Those lessons, like if she managed to go forward now and start a new company, I would hope that she learned not to do the criminal things. Like it's just making me think that even when there's big, giant mistakes people make, criminal yes. even type of mistakes, there's so many powerful lessons from that that we could move on from. Like I can even see somebody like her taking it and going, all right, well, that part I got wrapped up in because I was so young and I didn't know what else to do. But now, look what I can do. Yeah, and let me say this. this I, I'm not going to say this pertains to her specifically because, listen, we all need to stay out of the criminal realm. Yeah, right? no, cr no crime, no crime. <laughs> no crime. But to me, this is also the tricky thing. When you are an entrepreneur, you part of the task of being that is you need to be an innovator. Mm -hmm. And in order to be that, you have to get around the rules, change the rules, figure out a different way. Like you're always looking for how else can I do that? Right. Mm -hmm. That, Like, I think that's the brilliance of an entrepreneur. And most entrepreneurs are incredibly intelligent. 
And that's the tricky part because you've got to know when going, finding a new way to do something, you're going a little too far. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got to know when sometimes you're just so in the business and you're looking for all the different ways to do different things. They've done it this way up until this this year. And now I'm going to like change the world. But then you've got to know, okay, but here's the guardrail, right? Here's the law. This is the guardrail. I can't go past that point. Mm -hmm. And I can see how some entrepreneurs, not that you get lost or fuzzy or anything, but some just, they push the envelope. Mm -hmm. Our whole power and DNA as an entrepreneur is push, is push, push and change, push and change. And sometimes you hit the guardrail, you stay, you stay on the road. But for some people, yeah, they hit the guardrail and go right over it, you know, and then they've got all sorts of really big problems. Yeah. So when we're doing the be too much, we are saying, okay, you might hit the guardrail. Let's stay on the road. (laughs) We're not going to go off the road. We need the guardrail. Like we, we need to know where they are. Um, You know, you want, change them that's that's great but can yeah can we not do the criminal thing that, right. that's out don't kill yourself in the process <laughs> I love it. all right so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about I wrote it down is um you and I had been had a conversation and one of the big questions that came up in the conversation was why don't I know myself? Because so much of this be too much is actually mm-hmm. being comfortable knowing yourself so that you can say, all right, well, it's okay if you don't like this, like it's who I am. But we can't get into that place of comfort if we don't really know ourselves. And I think this was something you went through, right? Like, how do I really know myself? So what was your process and what advice would you give to the people listening about getting to that point? So I think there are two main parts that I think of right away. One is you've got to go through the kind of, for lack of better phrasing, retraining, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in corporate America and, and listen, I love corporate America. I got, I got a lot out of it, but it is meant to not have you be your loudest, your Mm -hmm. best, your most, right? Right. They have a system going and they want you to fit into the system. Mm -hmm. That's how it works best for them. No shade. That's just how it works. But that is what keeps you small and also, or I should say can keep you small, but also can keep your voice more quiet. Mm -hmm. You don't get to be all aspects of your personality. You don't get to say everything that you want to say. Therefore, you lose touch with some of your voice and therefore some of your superpower. So I think you've got to really think, okay, this is, again, this is what I've been socialized to think and do and be, but is that actually what I want Mm -hmm. to do? Is that actually who I am? Would that actually make my life full of joy and happiness and fun and play and pleasure and delight and my new favorite word, enchantment? Ooh, that's a good word. (laughs) <laughs> what is that? Because to me, like, that's what I'm going for, right? In mm-hmm. this life, I want all of those things. So you have to really ev- evaluate or reevaluate, retrain yourself to think differently. And I know it can, it can be, I'm not going to say that this is, oh, this is easy breezy. No, because Mm-mm. 
there were times that being standing for your own greatness can sometimes be lonely and yeah. certainly can be scary. Yes. So I, I think you also have to know, go into it knowing that. Yes. And that's one of those things about business too. I mean, this is another whole tangent, but I just feel like, okay, can we normalize a few things? Can we normalize that business has to be done in community so you don't feel lonely and isolated and scared shitless all I'm the clapping. time? I'm clapping. I'm clapping. Yes. Yeah. I just, I just don't, that part I don't get that that and we romanticize it and make it think like I'm going to make a million dollars by next week. No, there's going to be a lot of work that has to go into it. And it could be joyful, lovely, beautiful, brilliant work, but it's still going to take some work. Mm -hmm. Now, the second thing I'll say about finding your too muchness and your voice there are three questions that I often ask my clients to, and I, I, I want them to think about because what comes after it is usually where your too muchness and your bigness lives. So one of them is, you may say something like, this may be crazy, but... Like when you're talking to a friend or you're talking to a coach, you may just say you have, an idea might hit you and you think, this may be crazy, but what comes after the but is usually the big idea, the thing mm -hmm. that's scaring you, that you're you're almost looking for the person to say, I'm crazy, right? No, you're not crazy. That's your million dollar idea after the but. Mm -hmm. Or you might ask yourself, is it me? Or your things don't work for you and you're you're sitting there thinking to yourself, is it me? I'm the am I the only one who mm -hmm. thinks this doesn't work? That's the second question. And then another another version of that is just, I think you really need to think about like, why why is this not working? Could mm -hmm. I could I do this another way? Could I do this better for myself? What's like what's missing? Mm -hmm. And then I also think just uh, like something that I always think to myself. How does it feel? Because that's, mm -hmm. I mean, this is another whole conversation, but entrepreneurship is very much about feeling, right? Like I'm I'm one, I feel like, listen to me, I feel, I don't think I feel like you feel through your business. You, when you start mm -hmm. a business, it is going to bring up all the triggers, all the emotions. And I think you really have to be plugged into that. And you need to feel through it too. So there's a lot of strategy and a lot of thinking and kind of masculine energy when it comes to figuring out your voice and your superpower and being too much. But there also is a ton of feel. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to feel like what in your gut is right. What is your intuition? That voice that wakes you up at five o'clock in the morning and, and it's clear as day and you almost feel like, was somebody just in my room? Like, what was that? That voice, that is the is your intuition. That is your feel. You need to listen to that voice. That voice needs to become your best friend. Mm. And that's true for entrepreneurship. And it's also true if you're not an entrepreneur, like in life, whether it's in relationships or in parenting or in um, just almost any aspect of your life, those things are true. 
Okay, you have piqued my interest in so many areas. So I have kind of two big questions for you based on what you just said, or, okay. or maybe insights. Maybe they're a little bit more insights. The first thing you said is we need to get rid of this myth, myth that entrepreneurship needs to be indiv- just a, an individual activity, that we are about community. It really needs to be about community. And I feel like that applies, that it's such a feminine quality that we create community around what we do. And I think, I'm going to get on my patriarchy soapbox for just a second, and say one of the the biggest um, pain points that patriarchy has given to women is making us feel isolated and feel like when we get together, we have to compete with each other. However, women are powerful connectors. We crave community. We want community. And so one of the big ways to like smash the patriarchy is to go, hey, we're going to do this thing and we're going to do it together. I'm not in competition with Jody, and Jody's not in competition with me. Like we can actually get into this thing together and do it, whether we're going out for a night on the town or whether we're doing a business venture together or whatever it is, like that if we can lean in to our feminine strength of building community, I think that's where we as women really shine. What do you think of that? I agree with you. I, and I was just going to say, you can like scooch over on your soapbox because I will stand right there yes. next to you. on. <laughs> hey, it's big <laughs> enough for both of us. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, the competitive, th- I think we all know the, the kind of competitive thing is more of a male trait. Mm-hmm. And I think more feminine energy is let's work this out together. Let's partner, let's collaborate. And in fact, it's interesting because that's like part of the method I teach in my marketing is you need to partner with people, mm-hmm. not, and I don't even look at it like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a happy, nice want. No, like you need community. And and I'm going to say this, I'll add to what you said. Okay. Two things about community, and I love community so much, and I absolutely agree with you. If you're going to be in a successful, happy business, I think you've got to have your people, you've got to have your women around you. But something else to consider is there is something to be said for the proximity of possibility. Being in community with women Mm-hmm. allows you to see the possibilities to be up close to the possibilities of all sizes some a little a few steps ahead of where you are and many many steps ahead right you get to see the people who are making the thousands more than you and the people who are making millions more than you and you need to see what is possible for you yes we can imagine, but sometimes that only goes so far. You need to see how it actually works. What does it look like? What does it smell like, right? Like, what does it do? How did they act? The whole thing. You need to see it in action. And then you can really start to vision that more for yourself. So that's the first thing. Second thing that I don't think a lot of think people think about when it comes to community is, okay, The hard part sometimes in business is the how, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out all the strategy and the how. 
And what I say is your community is your how. Mm-hmm. Your job is to be is to use your gift. Your job is to be the innovator. Your job is to come up with the ideas, ideas, plug into the universe, know what you have to offer. The how almost is like for a minute, I'll just say it's none of your business. Your people. <laughs> Your people help you with the how. Your community, they're going to show you the how. They're going to give you so many options, so many strategies, so many possibilities, so many avenues you can take, so many other women that you can connect with that you're going to get to where you want to go and it's going to look nothing like you thought it was Mm -hmm. because your people are going to help lift you up and get you there. And that's what women do for each other all the time. Yes, yes, and yes. I have so many personal examples of that. So many. Me too. So many. And can we just say, business is not, business and life in general, right? It's not meant to be, you're not meant to survive it and be miserable and be scared. I I just feel like you can't make really great decisions in business or in life if you're feeling isolated, nobody's on your side, you're scared, you're, nothing is feeling like you thought it would, you have all these certain expectations, all of that. Yeah, I you got to have your people and your people make the ride so much more mm-hmm. fun, not to mention also quicker, right? Yeah. Being close to all those possibilities, you you could be struggling with something for years and then all of a sudden get yourself into a mastermind or a group and that thing could take you a month and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I can't yes. believe I struggled for this long." Yeah, because you just needed to be closer, you needed to have that proximity proximity to the possibility. You needed your people to help lift you up and support you. You need your community, your women to stand for your greatness along with you so Mm. that even on the days when you don't see your greatness, they do. Oh, yes. Jody, I feel like I could have you talk all day long. (laughs) So because of that, I'm going to ask you some more questions because I just love hearing you talk. You get me so fired up and so excited, and I love this. So your three questions that you have for people, the Mm -hmm. thread I was noticing in each of those questions is being curious, this idea of curiosity. Why am I feeling this? Why is this not working? Can I do this better? There is no shame in any of those questions. There's no anything other than let's be curious about this stuff. Can you talk to that a little bit more? So I think the, I like to ask questions and kind of just put it out there almost for your consideration, because what's innately built into the questioning is I'm not taking this as a have to or a guarantee or a must do, right? Mm -hmm. The minute you start questioning something, what's built into the question is, I can do it a different way. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. You're saying you're automatically, in questioning something, you're automatically giving yourself permission to consider something else. And as a woman, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. We, or at least that's what I think. I think that 
and I know you do too, we want you to consider something else, another yeah. option, another yeah. way of living, another way of thinking, another way of relating and loving to your family and your friends, right? Like we want you to rethink all of that. Yes. So to me, that's where the questioning comes from. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like this lifetime is meant to be explored. I I literally have that sitting in a picture frame on my desk, right? Explore this lifetime. That is one of my life mantras. I don't want to feel like I left things out Mm -hmm. that I was too scared, you know, to do this. No, I... I want to taste it all. I Mm want to feel it all. I want to be out there. Everything that this planet has to offer, I want to go see it. Mm. And I feel like, don't we all? Yeah. This this hunger and thirst and zeal and joy for life that you have is such a... Well, I, I, I'm going to call it a playful attitude. I did a whole series on playfulness and how important playfulness is and how we lose it as adults. And so curiosity and exploring and your enchantment and questioning. Questioning is such a childlike quality, right? Such mm-hmm. a playful quality. Kids ask so many questions and they are, they have no shame in questions. Somehow as adults, we think asking a question about something leads to shame. Like I should know that. But kids have no problem asking questions. And so I keep hearing from you this playfulness, this expansiveness, this joyfulness, and and just so much of that. And it's very inspiring. Speaking of that, you talk passionately about fun and play. I do. Will you share a little bit of your passion about that? So... Okay, I'm just going to say that you know this, that I also have a podcast coming out and it's called the Fun First Podcast. So that'll be coming. That's how much I believe in fun. My thing is, okay, fun to me, fun, play, pleasure, delight are how you both plug into the universe and it's also how you plug in to yourself. This is why I think it's so important. In addition to life is never meant to be survived. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be completely enjoyed. So you should always be looking for the fun. And I'm so adamant about having fun that I actually have a fun list (laughs) that I write every morning with my gratitude journaling that I do. So I do 10 things of what I'm going to do for fun today. Like I'm that serious that I have to have fun every single day. Wow. Because it also, it keeps you buoyant, right? That's Mm -hmm. how I kind of look at it. Like sometimes you can get caught up in your work day and you feel like you're just floating around in the sea and you're starting to drown from all the things that you have to do. The fun and the play is what keeps you on the surface, keeps you buoyant and floating. And you're like happily going along with very little effort. You're just like, I'm just floating on the top. That's how I look at fun and play. And I think, sometimes I think we get it wrong that, Everybody's not everybody, but a lot of people think, oh, it's a big vacation, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go take a vacation to the south of France, which, mind you, is fabulous. Yeah. But 
for every day, it can really be the small things. Do do you need, and, and let me just say, I also consider rest part of play and pleasure because mm. I, I don't think we get enough rest. And I also put that into my day. So I just think, okay, what can I do? Does that mean maybe I get, you know, for lunch, I want a glass of champagne. That could be, maybe I just need a nap instead. Maybe I need an hour of Netflix to just turn my brain off so that I can kind of regroup. Maybe I need to read a book. Maybe I need to put my roller skates on and go out and roller skate for 20 minutes, you know, or just go take a walk. Whatever it is, I think we need to find those smaller fun pieces that keep us up and going. And I mean, especially, you know, in business and again, in life, yes, there are going to be things that you're not necessarily in love with that, you know, you has to get done. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, okay, well, I'm going to do a little fun before that thing. And I'm going to do a little fun after that thing so that I don't, I don't get myself kind of out of whack and off track. Mm -hmm. I just, have fun and then do the thing. And then I know I'm already looking forward to the fun that I'm going to have on the back end too. And that's how I kind of approach it all. I have to keep my, my happiness is my sanity. I have to have play. And I agree with you. I do not understand how somehow becoming an adult meant that play gets taken away. As a mm -hmm. matter of fact, I did a post about this recently where I was asking a group of women what do they do for fun? And their response was, uh, I'm sorry, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown mm -hmm. adult woman. That's not part of the package. Yeah. And I literally was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Like, since when did becoming an adult means that there's no more fun? Like, your kids can have all the fun, but you, as an adult woman, can't have any? I'm sorry, I don't buy into that. I do not agree at all. That that does not work for me. Yeah, at all. I agree with you one hundred percent. I think there is a culture of martyrdom and Agreed. superwomanism that has Agreed. been fostered. I, you know, I'll get on my patriarchy soapbox again. You know, I it, it's it's part of the the isolating and the. And all of that, like, it takes us away from our femininity, right? This martyrdom and this feeling of, well, I'm a mom, I can't have fun. And I'm a, you know, I work full time, I can't have fun. And I'm a wife, I can't have fun anymore. And so it's tapping back into what is fun. You know, going for a bike ride without turning on the Strava app, <laughs> going for a walk and not caring how many miles it is or what heart rate you get up to. On that walk, taking a moment and listening to the birds sing and look at the the dew on the ground and, you know, taking a walk with your child and letting them lead you and explore and being able to just be present right there and it's so hard to do because you're like, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We've got somewhere to be in 10 minutes. And instead, if we just went, you know what? I'm I'm going to explore right now. I'm going to discover. I'm going to, even if it's sitting on your patio with a cup of tea and just, huh, look at the funny shapes of the clouds, you know, like allowing that playful mindfulness to just come is so important. And we've got to get out of our culture of martyrdom, culture of, well, I'm a mom, I can't have fun. You know, we've got to get out of that. 
I totally agree with you. And I also think the other part of it is that we're coming out of a place, you know, especially women our age, right? We're coming out of a place where our careers have been very masculine, very mm -hmm. go, get, do, right? Yeah. It's all all that getting energy, go slay the dragon energy, right? That That's what we did for years. And I think we're really rediscovering, okay, that was great. It had its place, but now I need to utilize more of my feminine energy, more of my being energy, along with my magnetizing energy. Yes. And part, part of the being energy, I think, is tough when you're not used to it. Because to me, that's also what play is. Like, you need to kind of slow down, be quiet, be with yourself in order to figure out, well, what would bring me joy? But listen, our society rewards the go, do, have, get, right? It doesn't necessarily yet anyway, <laughs> reward the, the being the softer side. Mm -hmm. And we need to get that. I know we're all working towards that, and let me just say, I'm here for all of that revolution, but we need to get get further along in that process. Because I think when you start to slow it down and be a little more still and be present and be in yourself and look inside yourself, then play becomes almost easy, right? Yeah. Because you're just plugged into yourself and it's a, uh, what do I feel like doing? Like literally like, just what do I feel like indulging in right now, this minute? It can just be that simple. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I want to go get a scoop of ice cream. Okay, let me go do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. It can be really simple. I love that. Oh, this <laughs> this conversation, Jody. I just, I feel... Um, I feel like I could talk to you forever because we are so in alignment in what we're thinking. I feel a part <laughs> I want, I kind of want to have you on another time just to like smash the patriarchy. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I feel Listen, like, I feel like available for that. we need to have a part two that's called Jody and Tiffany Soapbox. <laughs> I just think yes, we need to do yes, that. Yes, we do. Yes. Something that I was going to say about what you said with the um, the go, do, achieve, mm -hmm. that society rewards that. It does, but yeah. our bodies and our psyches don't. And I think many of us are in the place where this go, do, achieve, be, blah, 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 whether it's your PTA mom or your CEO or your whatever it is, our bodies start breaking down. The migraines, the, the gut issues, the just you name it, like issue after issue, like our body will literally break down when we're just go do achieve, go do achieve because we have so ignored who we are and what our needs are with the being and the joyfulness and the playfulness. Mm -hmm. And so society may reward that, but your body won't. And so that's my big thing is let's slow down and listen to our bodies. Slow down. I agree. With that being said, I think it's time to jump into the fun, playful part of this conversation. <laughs> this whole thing has been fun and playful. I know. I love it. 
So I ask all of my guests the same three questions. And for me, they're very fun and playful because for one, books is one of my major joy points. For two, music is a joy point. And then, of course, radical audacity. So first question is, what book are you reading right now? Okay, this is a good one. Now, I'm just going to say I love books. I tend to read a ton. So the one that is on my list now is by um, Mama Gina, and it's called Pussy, a Reclamation. Okay, you have to tell us about that. That is a great title. I, I just started it, so I can't give you all the details yet, but it is very similar to what you and I are talking about, mm. right? Like living your life from pleasure, from being feminine, from play and and power and fun. And that includes pussy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, I want to hear more about that. Love it. <laughs> okay, I'm putting it on my book list. Love it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jody. they're making a movie of your life and you get to pick three songs for the soundtrack. What would they be? Okay, this one is really tough. I'm going to say, hmm, okay, maybe, oh, this is like, this is funny. Okay, Ariana Grande, Dangerous Woman. Ooh. Um, okay, tell me why that one. I mean, I think I know why, but. Just because, and you know what, not even just, because if you are going to be a pioneer, if you are going to go first, there's got to be something a little dangerous about mm-hmm. you. And I think society is going to view you as a little dangerous too, right? If you don't mm-hmm. want to do what what you're told or what is expected or what you're socialized to do, you're a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I am okay with being dangerous and being called dangerous. I love that. All right. Second song. Second song. um, There's a song called Woman Mm. by Diana Gordon. And, um, oh, my God, I wish I could remember the, um, the line. But basically, it's a line something like, you want the answer woman was created, like woman is the answer, basically. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's just so good. And I, and that's how I feel. I, I, I just, I love being a woman. It feels so powerful and connected and free to me. And I just, I wish that, for everyone, mm-hmm. that feeling, and for those, quite frankly, who question it, you need to know that the answer is a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, song number three. And then number three, that's a good one. I'm not sure about number three. Um... Okay, just because I've been listening to it so much lately, I'm just going to say this one. Um, It's a song called Ghost Town Mm. by, I think her name is is Chloe George. 
And I'm just going to say the reason why I love this song, it's just a beautiful, slow song, but part of the hook is I am free. Like that is her whole thing. Like I am free. And to me, that is the ultimate of how I want my life to be and feel. I want to feel free. Freedom mm-hmm. is on the top of my list. Mm-hmm. And that that expansiveness, that nobody can tell me anything, freeness, that kind of freedom, yes, 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 yes. That that I want that pumping through my veins. Oh, okay. So you, I am, as soon as we get off this call, adding those to my playlist. So <laughs> I am very excited. You just, I love when people open my musical world and give me new songs. I don't have any of these songs on my playlist, so they're going to be on there. All right. Last question. I'm almost sad to ask the last question because I don't want this to end. Okay. Last question is what act of radical audacity have you done lately? That's been like a really big heck yes in your life. So this is interesting. What comes to mind is, okay, so this weekend I was really trying to push through work and just get stuff done. And I really... I, I felt myself kind of shooting myself, that whole mm-hmm. thing. And I I just caught myself. I kind of, you know, had a conversation with myself and said, yeah, we're not doing that. And I literally said to myself, I'm standing for your greatness. We're not doing this. We're just going to have fun and rest. And I feel like I... I trust myself. I've really learned to trust myself and support myself and love myself and see the brilliance and greatness in myself. And I like I can plant my flag and stand for her any day, all day. Mm. And just that small decision over the weekend that I'm not going to force myself. I'm not going to push myself. I'm just going to be and do and indulge whatever I want to do. That was my radical audacity for myself. I am so thankful that you chose, I don't want to say small moment, but it is one of those micro moments of saying, it doesn't, radical audacity doesn't have to be a big, giant, insane, oh my God, I, you know, cured cancer. It, it, It can be that I'm just not going to do this today. (laughs) This is not where I'm at today. And that's okay because I know what I need and I'm choosing me. I think that is so beautiful. Yeah. Because I just feel like how the choices you make in your life end up being how you actually live your life. Mm -hmm. That becomes the, yeah, like how great and big and fun and full of laughter and love your life is, is based on all of those small decisions. And I think we all need a, a reminder that you know, none of us are exempt, right? Like mm-hmm. we all have those moments where we're trying to push ourselves or shoot ourselves or do what I've been told. And I just feel like 
isn't it a mini revolution when you say, no, I'm going to love myself Mm -hmm. today. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to be so okay with that. Yes, I'm standing for her. I love her. I love it. Love it. Jody. this has been phenomenal. We are going to do lots of things together. I know it because I just adore you. (laughs) I adore you. So listeners, look for more things in the future with uh, Ms. Jodi and me. So Jodi, can you tell the listeners how to find you? You can find me at all of the socials at Jodi Riddick. I'm Jodi Riddick everywhere. Awesome. Will you spell that out for us? J-O-D-I-R-I-D-D-I-C-K. And I'll put that in the show notes, my friends. And then the name of your podcast and when is it launching? The podcast is launching next month and it's Ah. called the, yep, it's called the Fun First Podcast because I think fun should be the first thing in your life and in your business. And then you can build around that. I love it. Excellent. Jody, thank you so much. Listeners, please reach out to Jody. Follow her. She's a really fun person to follow on social media. And like I said, you'll be hearing more from us. If you liked this episode, yeah. please make sure you click on the show in Apple and scroll down and leave a review. It helps other people to find the show and hopefully other people will be inspired by guests like wonderful Jody. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Did you guys love Jodi as much as I do? I feel like I could have talked to her for hours and hours. In fact, I loved her so much. I kept her on and said, Jodi, we need to create a collaboration. And that is exactly what we're doing. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Here are some of my takeaways from Jodi, what I love about her so much. She says that we are all going to make mistakes. We are going to fail That is just, that's the taxes of doing business. That is what we're going to do. But she says, when we make the mistake and get that lesson, that is a well-learned lesson. It is such a gift from doing the thing. And so just go out there and do the thing, make that mistake, learn that lesson and embrace it go from there. She says, life is not meant to be survived. It is meant to be enjoyed. Oh my God, I love that so much. So many times we hear the word survivor attached to what we experience as women. Survivors of trauma, survivors of abuse, survivors of cancer, survivors of whatever it is. And if we're just surviving, then we're not thriving. She wants us to thrive and enjoy and have fun. So to take whatever lesson we have learned, whatever hard-earned lesson, take it and enjoy it. She also talks about the entrepreneur is an innovator. And 
we as women are so great at this. This is our strength, this innovation. We have the gift of seeing the possibility in things. She uses the word enchantment. She loves the idea of being enchanted with what we are doing and how we are innovating, really welcoming those ideas in, questioning, being curious about those ideas, and really digging into that and being enchanted with the process and with what we are creating. I know that I am enchanted with Jodi. I have loved every moment I have spent with her. And at this point, I've gotten to talk to her quite a bit. We've collaborated quite a bit. And she and I have decided that we are creating a heck yes, be too much three-day intensive workshop. Yes, 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 we are. And we want to invite you to this workshop I will have the link to the waitlist in the show notes. You want to get on this waitlist. You do not want to miss this workshop. It's going to be incredible. We'll have a Facebook group attached to this workshop. So if you get on the waitlist, you get in the Facebook group. And we are going to be taking the world by storm. Heck yes, be too much. You are going to, in these three days, really dig into your power, dig into who you are, dig into your pleasure, dig into your joy, and really come out trusting yourself and knowing yourself and seeing yourself as that powerful entrepreneurial woman. I am thrilled about this experience, thrilled about this intensive workshop that we are putting together. And it will be a workshop. We will be doing all kinds of activities together, super interactive. We are so excited to have you as a part of this. So please check the show notes and sign up, get on that wait list. This will be happening in the very beginning of April. So I will have the dates for you soon. That's why it's on a wait list. Right. Uh, it will be in that very beginning of April. We'll, we'll kick off spring with heck yes, be too much. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and please leave us a review. It means so much to me when you take the time to go on over to Apple, click on my show, scroll down and leave me a review. I read every single one. Better yet, if you snapshot a picture of that review and DM it to me on Instagram, then I can share it on a podcast episode. I love doing that. I love shouting out to my listeners and sharing your feedback on the episode. Hearing from you means so much to me. I hope you have a beautiful day.